When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Judith Ford, and it's been eight minutes since my last recording. In that time, I've committed the terrible sins of pouring myself a very tall glass of whiskey and going number one in a toilet that screams when you try to flush it. It's on my list. Uh, as you'll recall from the previous memo, everything was going swimmingly. We were all set up to dive into the 36 questions. <laughs> Candles, whiskey, duck. When, of course, my phone dies. Who should save us but runaway husband himself, Jace Connolly? After pulling a few hairs out of his perfect head, he kindly bowed to my need for accountability and let us use his charger. However, the only working outlet in this house happens to be in his bedroom closet. So I'm quite literally trapped in Jace's closet. In his closet. In his closet. In his closet. Okay, could you keep it down in there, please? It's okay, Henry. It's just the woman in our closet singing R. Kelly. I have in my hand the printout of the questions, a.k.a. the experimental generation of interpersonal closeness. As you know, these questions hold a special significance to us because we ask them to each other on our first date. And you faked your answers, for the record. Uh, I faked some answers, for the record. Now... You remember the whole point of this experiment created mm -hmm. by actual scientists was to find out if a certain set of questions can make two total strangers, or in this case, estranged persons, feel super close and super horny. Judith. I'm just reading the prompt. That is not a funny joke to make in my childhood bedroom. <laughs> Jace, um, I'm not going to jump your bones under your uh super cool transpotting poster. <sighs> Besides, this is a first date. I'm not that kind of lady. Or am I? Nobody knows. So, question one, we asked out by the car. If you could have anyone over for dinner, who would it be? We said each other. <laughs> Good start to the night, I'd say. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want some wine, lover? Could you please not call me that? Mm. And yeah, okay, I'll have some wine. But just a little bit. Uh, hmm. That's good. Uh, That's good. The way it works is we take turns being the first to ask. Since I asked question one, question two has to come from Jace. <clears throat> question two. Would you like to be famous in what way? Uh, no. No what? Mm, no, I would not like to be famous. Okay, why not? Well, that's not really the question. Yeah, but you should probably extrapolate. Why? That's extra credit. Because I just get out of a relationship where honesty was kind of an issue, so I'm looking for someone who is an open book. Well, I am an open book. You opened right to the page about being famous and found two words. No thanks. That's the absolute minimum, which is very strange for a first date. Or not a, not a, or, mm -hmm. well, not a first, whatever this is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear my answer? Of course. <clears throat> I'd like to be famous for reforming American education. And also for winning The Bachelorette. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes, yeah. there. Now, that, that's, that's an answer. It tells um, you something about me. Okay. Noted. I'll try it out on the next one. Okay, okay question three. 
Before making a phone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? If so, why? Mm, I, I only rehearse calls when I know I'm going to have to speak Spanish. Okay, your turn. I do not rehearse phone calls. Mm-hmm. And now you say why? Because you know me. I rarely think about what I say until I've already said it, and then forget what I said shortly thereafter. I know that was true of Natalie. Well, it's also true of me. In fact, most of these beginning questions are probably going to be the same answers. Well, maybe you should change your answers then. What? Why should I change my answers? Because you're supposed to be Judith now. I don't want to hear Natalie's answers. We set her on fire in a trash can, remember? I do. So let's get some Judith answers. At this point, all I know about you is you're a big fat liar and you were born in Arizona. That's two strikes. Okay, uh, number one, rude. Two, that's not true. Which part? That you only know two things about me. <laughs> you know a million things about me, Jace. You know more about me than anyone in the world. When I was with you, I was real. When I was with you, I could be myself. When I was with you, I didn't feel lost, confused, or frightened, or scared to be who I am. When I was with you, I was real. Well, that's a beautiful sentiment. It's not a sentiment, it's a fact. Ask me the next question. Question four, what would constitute a perfect day for you? What do you think my answer is? I have no idea. You don't know what I like? Well, I, I know what you did like. It's the same, Jace, that's my point. It's not like I was lying about literally everything. Judith and Natalie, we like the same things. Here, I can prove it. We both think you look great in a knit sweater. We both enjoy an empty cafe. We both are actual human beings to waiters. We both are not totally straight. None of that changes. None of that has changed. Okay? Okay. We both like drinking hot tea in warm weather. We both like playing guitar. We both like when you tell me the plots of bad movies. We both forget our card at the bar almost always. When I was with you, I was real. When I was with you, I could be myself. When I was with you, I was real. Like as real as my retainer that I left at your house one time. When I am with you, I am real. Now, do you remember what I said the first time we did the questions about uh, my perfect day? Yes, you said that tomorrow could be the perfect day if we let it be. <laughs> That's not the kind of answer you forget, especially when the person answering it is wearing a low-cut blouse. Mm, you thinking about my blouse? I'm remembering it. <laughs> do you remember my answer? the broad strokes, uh, picnic in the park with your family, uh, mini muffin basket for lunch, everyone getting together under a big blanket and watching the entire third season of The Office. Still true. <laughs> and I'd still want to be there with you. Question five. When was the last time you sang to yourself? To someone else? Uh, this afternoon, to Henry. What about to yourself? He only stayed for half. 
the last time I sang was on my way over here in the car. You sang? What did you sing? Oh, I'm gonna die out here. Oh, that kid. I forgot about that one. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, that counts as me singing to someone else. Ask me the next one. Question six. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Do you remember my answer? Body. <laughs> you remember mine? Mind. <laughs> See, nothing has changed. We're still a good half-sexy team. <laughs> Question seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? You said that you thought you were gonna die in your car, but you weren't sure how. Right, and you said that you weren't afraid of death. And I'm still not. I'm only afraid of dying alone. Read the next one. Uh, question eight. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Easy. We both are super good at settlers of Catan. We both become monsters when we lose. We both think we have the best worst name for a band. We both check Twitter for our news. There's four. We both say the other is better at cooking We both hate that kitchen island we built We both need a glass of water on the bedside table We both recycle purely out of guilt We both have dreams much bigger than ourselves We both think that's how to live We both put up a fight for all the right reasons and we both eventually give I tried so hard to separate who you are from who you were but now I'm reevaluating how similar you are to her you have the same voice and the same cadence when you speak if I close my eyes you still sound to me like Natalie when I was with you I was With you, when I am with you, I am real. When I am with you, I am actually too real. When I am with you, everything feels so real. I don't want to jinx it, but I think. This first date is going great. What is happening? You're letting your guard down, Jace. The questions are working their magic on you. That is not true. My guard is up. I've got walls. Okay. I think we need more wine. Uh, Don't you? I'll be right back. I'm gonna leave this charging. Okay, okay, okay. But the bottles and the- Jace, relax. It's me, remember? I'll make sure we don't drink your mom's fancy world-class vino. Yellow Taylor bust. Uh, while I'm downstairs, maybe you can think about what you're grateful for. Okay. I'll just be in here then. Henry, can you move over so I can... <sighs> we don't believe her, right, Henry? You're skeptical. I'm skeptical, too. She doesn't seem sorry at all, which is bizarre, right? I mean, I guess I should be grateful that Natalie and Judith are both terrible at accepting any kind of blame. Exactly. Because 
If she'd apologize, I'd forgive her. You know I'm a total sucker for an apology. Remember that time you pooped in my box of journals? Water under the bridge, buddy. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just gonna stay strong. This is worth it. I am gonna learn the truth without falling back in love with her. Yeah, I know! Are you okay? I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just very dark. Uh, that wasn't me. That was. You know what? Stay put! I'll bring your phone down. <laughs> oh, wait. Why are you still recording? Because of course you wouldn't turn it off. Why would you? Okay. So, for the record, the uh, power is off, and it's pitch black in here, and I can hear water in the walls, and I think I'm about to enter a disassociative state, but at least we're going to capture it all for later reference. Uh, something I can play back from my psychiatric panel. Okay, come here, Henry. Okay. Hold on, buddy. We're gonna go down the stairs. Okay. We're just gonna ignore those sounds because we're not 100% sure what they are, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. Chase? Yeah, yeah, I'm almost there. Okay, I, I just wanna make sure you're hearing the same sounds as me. Yeah, it's just the house caving in on us. I hear Henry. Are you holding him or is he levitating towards me? <laughs> Here's your phone. Thank you. Uh, whoa. House phone still works. Uh, house phone was never not working, trust me. I didn't even realize you had one. Chase? No one calls about my mom's, and sometimes this older guy named Jerry, but I think he's just confused. <laughs> uh, which one do you think it is? My mom's. They have that mm. mom sense, you know. Are you gonna answer it? So I can tell them that you're not here? No, I don't think so. I'm a terrible liar. Ah, damn it! My phone jumped from 8% to 5%. That little bastard. Oh. I guess that's the end of the record. Oh, you wish, dude. There has to be some way we can charge it. Ah, what about your truck? Do you have a charger in there? I'm not... No. No, we are not gonna sit in my truck in the middle of a thunder... Greetings from our lives on the road. Jace decided it was too weird and possibly too sexy to sit in his truck without going somewhere, so now we're driving around his old neighborhood looking for makeout spots. We're actually pretty close to that playground me and Carl used to stand on top of and hit golf balls off in the middle of the night. Counterpoint, we don't do that. We find somewhere together. I ducked pretty deep into the glove compartment and found one of those maps that has a cartoon version of every point of interest. So I winnowed it down to three possible dream destinations. One of them is a motel. No. <laughs> one of them is Applebee's, which I know you love because you're an American boy. And one of them, is a putt-putt course, which sounds like the place to be in a thunderstorm. Oh, <laughs> and we brought the duck. Chase thought it would be too cruel to keep him in the dark alone, so he's riding around with us in the back seat. You want more Cheerios, Henry? Perfect segue into question nine. For what in life are you most grateful? Uh, well, 
I have a lot to be grateful for. That's the silver lining of your life blowing up. You become acutely aware of what you actually have. I have wonderful parents. I have a job that I love. I have a duck in my back seat eating Cheerios out of my estranged wife's hands. I, for one, am grateful for second chances. Ooh, I don't know. That, <laughs> that sounds cheesy. That's not cheesy, that's honest, that's real. Ah, uh, Branch. I see it. Okay, so that brings us to question 10, which I'll read for you since you're operating a moving vehicle and we are smart. Oh yeah, definitely smart. Question 10 is to me. Uh, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Hear that, Henry? That's what we call a pregnant pause. Okay, not pregnant. Uh, can I just say my answer is literally everything? Well, last time you said you wished your parents were alive. So glad you remember that. <laughs> really good memory, Jace. <laughs> That's not true anymore? Uh, yeah, I'd like to put my answer on the record as everything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It just dawned on me that your parents might actually be alive. Are your parents alive? Oh? My parents are alive. My God. Regrettably. Are you kidding me? So the story that you told me about the car accident was a total lie. Well, it was partially true, except the outcome. They did get in a really bad car accident once, but they were fine. My dad had to wear a hand brace. A hand brace? You are unbelievable. And I can't believe we're still at this line. Who tells someone they just met that their parents are dead? Oh, someone who really didn't want you to meet her parents. <sighs> trust me, they are the worst. Oh, trust you. Yes, trust me. So why did you tell me that? <sighs> Ask me the question you're supposed to. Fine. Question 10. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? When I was a little girl, like really little, like eight or so, I was playing in my father's study, a place in the house I wasn't supposed to go. My father fancied himself a sailor. His study was filled with nautical decor He kept a boat in the bottle on the top of a shelf And it chattered on the ground when I slammed the door I told my mother everything I told her I was so, so sorry She told me don't cry When he comes home tonight We can make everything okay this is all we have to say We don't remember a boat in a bottle It must have fallen off its shelf alone We know you loved it, we're so sad it's broken But neither one of us was even home And it's our word, yes our word against his So I hid screw-ups from my father Made up school awards to please my mom Whatever made the steak taste better Whatever kept the waters calm I was told to keep their secrets And in turn they'd keep mine As I got older I got dumber I couldn't help but cross the line Three times I nearly wrecked my life Three times I nearly came to ruin Three times went crying to my parents Who said they'd make it go away 
Yes, this is all we had to say. We never rented a house in Sedona. We didn't see Camille the day she died. We haven't been on our boat in some years now. So we don't care what you found inside. And it's our word. Yes, our word. It's our word. Yes, our word. Against theirs. Somebody was paid to make it go away. Everyone was paid to make the problems go away. Doesn't matter who gets screwed or who is blamed or what you need to do to clear your name. And in I was living in New York I developed some fun habits Put my white blood cells to work I remember it so clearly I was home alone on a Tuesday night To level out I popped some downers couldn't seem to get my mind right I drew a bath and slipped into it And suddenly became aware I couldn't keep my head above water I took a final gasp of air And as I lay there helplessly A million different thoughts came to me I saw my parents Hearing the news, your only daughter drowned today. I thought about what they might say. Our daughter Judith, no, she moved to Austin. She's very happy there, or so we hear. She's always been so goddamn independent. The years go by, and now we barely see her. Our daughter Judith, you must be. Mistaken. You mean the girl we raised as if our own We loved her so much she felt like our child But eventually we had to send her home It'd be their word, only their word It'd be their word, only their word On its own Uh, the light. What? The light changed. You can go. Oh, sorry. <sighs> that was way too much. No. Did I even answer the question? I think so. I haven't thought about that stuff in so long. Let me just get this straight. You drowned. Yeah. I was dead for three minutes. Spoiler alert, death is an endless void of nothingness. All right. Whoa, 
What, Judith. What are we Why are we stopped? Judith. I'm sorry. For what? I'm sorry your parents messed you up. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, I mean it. Look at me. I'm sorry your parents set a bad example for you. That wasn't fair. Yeah, well, you don't get to pick. What about you? Would you change anything? Uh, I guess at this point I would ask my parents to raise me to be less trusting. You'd ask them? <laughs> That's adorable. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. Don't wait, wait, don't. <gasps> this is the spot. What do you mean, we're pulled over on the highway? Uh, not half a mile from the motel. See? All we had to do was drive, and we ended up exactly where we needed to be. We are not going to a motel. You know, you're right. The motel's a little too quick for right now. We still got lots of these questions to get through. The beach it is, then. The beach? Yeah, man. Do you hear the waves? I feel the ocean calling me. Judith, wait, Henry. No, don't go anywhere. We are not going anywhere. Ooh, you're probably going to want your jacket because you're a chilly willy. We'll be right back, Henry. We'll just be right over that dune making love to each other. That's not true, Henry. Okay, he gets it, Chase. You don't have to treat him like a baby. Come on, before it starts raining again. Oh, we should probably bring the Seagrams, right? Okay, I'm going to bring the Seagrams. You coming, Chase? Okay. On the beach, and it is very windy. I told you to bring your jacket. Could you please shine a light over here? I think my beanie blew into the ocean. Uh, I have it. You do? No. I just said that so you'd stop looking for it. I want to take advantage of this perfect moment before it rains again. What exactly is perfect about this moment? You're here. I'm here. I told you I lied about my parents and that I died, and you didn't push me out of the car. Come here! If your head is cold, stick it inside my blazer. What? If you get close enough, we can put my blazer over our heads and talk to the record there. You are an actual lunatic. There is no way that we're both gonna fit. Are you comfortable? Oh yeah, super comfy. This isn't weird at all. Good. Question 11. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Can you stand to be out here eight more minutes? I don't think we need eight minutes. You know my life story. Mm, that's true. I wouldn't mind hearing it again. Okay, well, two moms grew up around here-ish. One brother, older, who was married and living in Palm Springs with his husband and my niece. I always wanted to be a teacher, and then I became one. Lost my virginity at 21. Thank you, Lisa Kuhlman. Dated this girl for a few years in college. You grew up to be a famous journalist. I think I'm going too fast. I'm not timing you. Then my mom's moved to Austin, and I moved to Austin, and then I met you, and we got married really fast, though everyone said it was a bad idea, and then we had our life together for a couple years, which was nice. And then, yeah, I don't know, now we're here on the beach under your blazer. And how do you feel about that? That's not the question. Oh, he's learning. Okay, I want to know your life story. Your real life story. Was the computer summer camp with the soft serve machine real? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That was real. That stuff, that's me. So you were born in Phoenix? Yeah, I was born in Phoenix. Uh, my parents were, are, what I think are colloquially referred to as monster people. Um, I lived in New York for a bit. I got laid for the first time when I was 15. Kevin McKinney? Yeah, Kevin McKinney. Couldn't make him up. Uh, did make up where it happened, though, because it was actually on my parents' yacht. Oh, God. My first time was actually on a yacht. That definitely yeah. changes things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there might have been a small uptick in the asshole meter. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I did the 20s thing, was a writer for a while, then a nanny, then I died, then I moved to Denver, then I moved to Seattle, then I moved to Austin. Hold on, slow down. What's the matter? You're skipping over a lot of stuff. When did you live in Denver? Jace. What? The prompt is tell your life story in as much detail as possible. Details, yes. I'm trying to tell you the honest details, the details of my life, the life I want to tell you about. And I'm getting to that, okay? Okay. Thank you. So you moved to Austin and then what? Well, that's where my life really started. My life started when I went for a jog and spotted you in the park, sitting with a dog. So I stopped and asked, can I pet your dog? And so there we were, me and this golden retriever, basking in the abundance of sun Austin provides. And suddenly you blurted out, this isn't my dog. Actually, it's my friend's dog, Sheila. I'm taking care of her while he's away. She's on a lot of medication. <laughs> and I laughed and you laughed, saying you didn't want to be found out when you asked me to coffee. And there was no dog. I said yes, and you said, I'm Jace, what's your name? And I heard the perfect opportunity to be someone else entirely Free from my history For one single cup of coffee I would be Natalie Obviously that's not how it went down One cup of coffee turned into two bottles of wine, three desserts, and staying up talking till four in the morning Too late to backpedal too good not to keep going. It felt like my life, but a better version. With you in my life, I was a better person. I heard music in the words you were saying, melodies with no band playing. For the first time, I was. In love And I loved Who I was with you All the mundane shit I used to hate Like recycling plastic and flossing every day Making breakfast, paying bills Watering the plants on our windowsill Was invigorated with your sense of wonder Pillow talk, afternoon walks, holding hands in the parking lot of Home Depot, dealing with inevitable misfortunes that were barely manageable, like that time we accidentally hit a squirrel with your car. 
That was an unfortunate anecdote. Do you know what I mean? It felt like my life, but a better version. Jumping from town to town, they found you and me, men in suits at our front door, asking you about Judith Ford, and I knew instantly. They say before you die, your whole life flashes before your very eyes. Well, it didn't the first time, but this time I heard each and every lie. I'd ever told you I tried to cling to the life I'd made together with you. So I did the only thing I knew how to. I denied who I was because I wanted to keep my life, but the better version. Your wife. She was a better person. I memorized your voice and how you say goodbye, but you never said goodbye. You never said goodbye, and I held on to our life and who I was with you. Jace, I'm, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I happen to know for a fact there's a motel just down the road. No. <laughs> no. Yes. And I'm not going to. Him. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> They're calling again. Uh, uh, greetings from our motel room, future Judith. If you're wondering why Jace was just singing the theme song to Frasier, it's because wait, 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 on the no, way no, no, up no, no, here. No, no, I need to explain it. Let me explain it because okay, I'm gonna, go. you're not going to explain it right. Because I'm telling you, I heard someone in the room. <laughs> Listening to Fraser, watching Fraser, she says that she did not hear it, but if I didn't hear it, then why is the theme song of Fraser stuck in my head?
my head. Sound logic for nearly 10 o'clock Eastern time. Also, seeing as we have been exchanging swigs from a bottle of Seagram's for the past 40 minutes, only a few questions were asked before I realized that I had turned off the voice memo after... Oh, what was it? Oh, I remember. What? Jace kissed me. I'm gonna find it. I can prove it. Uh huh. Prove what? Prove that Fraser is on somewhere in the hotel. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we did question twelve. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? And Jace said. I said fly, baby. I want to fly like a baby bird, like a duck. I miss Henry. <laughs> oh, me too. I think he's very comfortable in his little backseat nest, though. God, this Fraser thing is really bugging me. Uh, uh, I answered, going off of the superhero theme, that I would like to be able to shapeshift, a la mistake. Oh, can you can you put that on mute? I can't find it. I believe you, Jace. That's right. Oh, I believe you heard it. Yes, I know that it's on somewhere. Did you say you wanted to split a candy bar? Uh, I will have one bite of a candy bar. Ooh. Question. <laughs> Question 13 was, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Uh, he'd want to know if, how'd you phrase it? Will my capacity to forgive be my downfall? Oh, they have Toblerone. Mmm, the most romantic of candy bars. I'm going for it! I said I wanted a crystal ball to tell me if I'm actually good in bed, which is true and embarrassing. Um, and honest, honest, which is the reason for the season. <laughs> Question 14 was, is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Um, Jace said he'd never done sexy cosplay. Mm-hmm. Weird Doctor Who bedroom stuff. What was your reason for not doing it? This bed is so bouncy. I said <laughs> that I don't, I feel like I um, I couldn't do the role justice. Lots of scarf stuff. Scarf stuff. Give, give me that. Scarf uh, stuff. I, I changed my answer to his because that sounded fun. Um. Question 15 was, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Student loan! High five! <laughs> right. Jesus was paying off his student loan. Um, mine was winning two episodes of Wheel of Fortune, which Jace was there for. It's actually you. a lot of chocolate. You don't have to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> Question 16 was, what do you value most in a friendship? I said dependability. He said, honesty. Mm, both pretty pointed answers, I'd say, considering I lied and you left. Yeah. Speed round, what do you say? Yeah, speed mm. round, I love that. Yeah. Mm. Question 17, what is your most treasured memory? Uh, my mom teaching me Edelweiss on the piano. For me, it was our wedding, hands down, best night of my life. Okay, question 18, what is your most terrible memory? Uh, dying. That was pretty bad. Uh, the day you found out I had a fake name sucked. Uh, finding out you skipped town without telling me where you were going super oh, sucked. Okay, gotta pick one. You leaving then. Your turn. Uh, my most terrible memory had to be finding out you were lying to me. And then having to tell my moms they were right. Ugh, I hated them for being so right. I especially hated you. Sorry, shouldn't have said that. No, that's good. That's honest. You know, I think I need another adult beverage. What's the next question? Question 19. If you knew that in one year you were going to die, suddenly would you change anything about the way you are now living? Why? Uh, yes. I would do myself a huge favor and stop caring about what people think of me and live my life the way I want to live it. And, uh, well, there would be no repercussions because I'd be dying. So who cares, right? Seems easier. Dying, you mean? No, 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 no. That, no, that's not what I meant. I don't want to, I don't want to die. No, I just, I just, I... I guess I'm saying at this point, it would be easier than having to explain to every single important person in my life why you're back in the picture. Am I back in the picture? 
What do you mean? Are you taking me back? Are we together? Um... What? That's not the question. Isn't that the only question? Well, I... I'm still undecided. You kissed me, and you're undecided. We're only on question 19. <laughs> Suddenly you care about the questions? Well, I'm, I'm doing them, aren't I? You are? Do you not care about the questions? Listen, I, I guess I want it on record that I haven't agreed to anything. Uh, yeah, you just opened the door. You burned my documents. Because you told me to. You kissed me on the beach, Jace. Did I tell you to do that? <sighs> you know what? I, uh... I'm gonna take a little break to go check on Henry. You want me to go with you? No, that's all right. I think I just need a moment off the record, if that's okay with you. For the record, Jace just grabbed his keys off the counter. Why is that relevant? Why is any of it relevant? You're acting like I'm doing something sinister. I'm just checking on Henry. I'm only trying to say what was happening. Keys. These are my truck keys, which I am using to open the truck to check on Henry. So do it. Your energy is so weird right now. I'm a little on edge. Well, you can relax. Don't tell me to relax. You're acting like I'm up to something. I'm not trying to. You really think I'm going to drive away? After all this. You've done it before. Okay, Judith. I'm not wrong. That was unnecessary. It was honest. You're insinuating I have something up my sleeve. I'm not the liar in this relationship. No, you're the one who vanishes into thin air. Wow, that's a little dramatic, even for you. I sat you down, gave you a chance to explain. And then you disappeared. Because you lied to me, and then you lied to me about lying to me. And I said I was sorry I did that. So when are you going to let me off the hook? Let you off the hook? Yeah, when do I get out of lie jail? That's not how it works. Then tell me how it works. Tell you how it works? Yes, tell me how it works. I'm never going to be able to trust you again. No matter what happens, no matter how this night ends, that's just the reality. That's just the reality. <laughs> and that reality isn't something you have any control over. That's what makes it reality. Okay, so... Clearly, I'm not living in reality. Huh, that's my problem. So wait, when you kissed me 20 minutes ago, that wasn't reality. That, that was me wanting what I can't have. Or maybe you won't let yourself have it. Jace. Jace. I have to leave you behind. I know that sounds harsh, but that's the reality I wish we had our old life But that shit's impossible, that's just reality I should have told you the minute you came But you sounded distraught standing out in the rain And I wanted to let you in, swallow your pain Because that's what I always do But I made a pact with my moms Under no circumstance should I hear out Natalie Unlike you, I keep my word And promises I make become my reality You like to live your life blurring the lines Bending the rules to make yourself look better But all that I wanted was something concrete And to know for a fact you are real What I know is I still love you 
it's my reality, you know. I'd give anything to wake up with you next to me. You and I spent two years of our lives lost in your lies, far from reality. And it felt like a dream, cause it was. Why do I always give in? That is on me to change, that's my reality. I can't do this to myself again. I deserve someone who accepts reality. I can't imagine rebuilding my life with you constantly on the edge of what I know is true. And you would string me along like you always do, knowing I will never let go. It was wrong of me to string you along, Judith. You weren't. You were starting to actually get it. I wanted to know why you lied to me, and I let that cloud my judgment. You were finding out who I am, and you were growing as a person. It, it doesn't feel good to grow. Jace, we know this. It hurts our brains. It's technically brain damage. I'm going back to the house. No. Please. I need to spend the night alone. I think this is better for both of us. I don't think you want to do this. You drive away right now, leaving me with nothing but Cheerios. I may not hunt you down. You're not going to hunt me down because it's over. I'm saying it's over. I can't hear you over your scampering away. Tell it to my face, please. Goodbye, Judith. Come on! Is this a pattern now? Chase, please don't do this. I'm asking you, please. You and me, future Judith. Maybe you can help me out with this one. Question 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living? Why? Why? 